I just hope at the end of the fast lane today, or heck, at the end of this segment, you just don't say to us, we are never, ever, ever getting back together. Aww. A Taylor Swift reference. Look at you. Trey, it's where it begins and ends, man. Like, I like how you I, picked, I don't like, know any of the others. I just remember that ooh, because... Now now I want to see, see how many I can get in uh, without you noticing. I'll notice when it just sounds ridiculous and weird. Got it. Perhaps. I don't know much in terms of Taylor Swift songs. We talk target demographics often in mm -hmm. our sales presentations. So this is just like a blank space and, for you. Uh, I'll just say this. There was a business around here once upon a time. I went on a sales presentation, right? Mm -hmm. this, this individual in charge of marketing, not based in the Lynchburg area, based in the city of Lynchburg, according to Nielsen's stupid metrics that consider Roanoke, Lynchburg, Bedford, and Danville one city, and they don't ever send anybody over here to realize they're 60 miles and a mountain range between Roanoke and Lynchburg. And that, uh, you know, there are a lot of things that are very different about those areas. I mean, Ed, what's the difference? Ed, you just need to shake it off, this this frustration. I do get that one. So I got two of them. Thank I'm you. I'm at two now, by the way. I, I, I get it. Okay. You may have gotten one in there that I didn't grasp, but I got that one. Cool. So, <laughs> you may have gotten a third, and if that one was in it, cool. It I, no, I only, I only got two right now. I'm okay. going to see, see how many I can get in. So, anyway, I went on this sales presentation, and the comment that the individual made was, look, with all due respect, you know, your demographics, they seem to be a really solid base. That's correct. You have strong listenership according to the real data, not the Nielsen diary methods that people fill out what they listen to in a diary, and it's not very accurate, but let's play contests right now on all the music radio stations so that people remember the names of the radio stations in case they happen to be the, like, one in, you know, 150 out of the 2.5 million in the city of Roanoke, Lynchburg, Danville. Yes, it's considered one city that gets a diary. That's, that's by the way, that's why contests take place right now on a lot of news talk stations. Sorry to spill the beans, but some real talk here in the fast lane. So anyway, um, I went to this business. And the individual's comment was, you know, you got strong listenership. It seems like a really good demographic for a lot of businesses. But I'm trying to target women ages 18 to 35. And the only way I know how to do it is to be the 15-second break going into commercials during The Bachelor or the 15-second commercial break at the tail end because that's when I know people will still see my message in my business before they fast forward on the DVR or when they press play on the DVR to resume regular programming. And being somebody who's DVR'd stuff before, I just basically told the guy, look, man. Like, and I, by the way, my, my boss is, I'm sure, not thrilled with this comment because you always have to sell. Everyone can be a client. If that's who you're going after, women 35 and younger, and that's your strategy... I'm going to sit there, give you a handshake, and say, you know what? That makes a heck of a lot of sense to me. Congratulations. Deuces. I'm out. I can respect your honesty. You wish them all too well? I, I guess that's the third reference, Trey. But I don't get it because I don't know where that came from, which album, which song, which Taylor Swift genre. But anyway, the point is, is when it comes to the Taylor Swift demographic and phenomenon, I'm a man in my mid-30s right now. I'm not the demographic. I just am not. My wife actually, 
as you might know, she's got a daughter that's you know, late 20s, early 30s now. And the daughter has never been a Taylor Swift fan. One of the rare ones, I would a say, Swifty. for that. Yeah, Swifty in that generation. Um, Just not her thing. And it's amazing because that is the target demographic. Well, there are a couple of angles to this whole Taylor Swift dating Travis Kelsey phenomenon that's out there. First and foremost, better the distraction in Kansas City than in Philadelphia with the other Kelsey. I'm cool with that. Granted, that Kelsey's married, so it wouldn't happen. Yes, uh, theoretically, he already has his love story. Well, (laughs) I'm guessing that's a Taylor Swift reference because, like, that's all she ever sings and writes about. Um, Don't blame me. I mean, look. Maybe that's one, too, and I don't even understand if it is or not. You can you can add them up, by the way. When we get to the very end of the segment, you got to tell me how many you actually got in. And much like, unlike LeVar Burton, who says, don't take my word for it, God bless him, reading Rainbow, favorite show as a kid, I will take your word for it because I don't get it. There's the phenomenon that's out there when it comes to Taylor Swift and why she's getting all this attention. You could say people are enchanted. I'm guessing that's another one, Trey. Just keep a running tally so that we have an accurate count by the end of this segment here in the fast lane. And perhaps even further, when we get feedback, because we're already getting some at Fast Lane, Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we will get to that, by the way, in case you're curious. We're going to get to that around 545 today after our chat with Ben Cates and before we keep receipts. So it may be a real make fun of us last segment today. In we the don't fast want lane. any bad blood. I do know that one. So that's the third of your references that I'm actually at least aware of, I can say. Um... So, anyway, Taylor Swift, this is all she is. Like, to me, it doesn't resonate at all. Come at me if you're a Swifty, Fast Lane Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or FastLaneEdLane at gmail.com. Like, to me, the music is all kind of the same, and it's been the same for like a decade plus. She's with a guy, not very long, it's always his fault, her heart is broken, she writes an album, and it's continued on and on for a decade. God bless her. She's made a billion-dollar empire out of it. She's going to top luminaries like Elton John, like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. She's going to top other luminaries that are out there from their tours and how popular they've been. Bruce Springsteen, among others. Sorry to our folks in the Northeast, including Argon Michael Lombardi, GM Shuffle podcast host, big Bruce Springsteen fan. She's going to top all of them. She has figured out an economic market. As somebody who is very pro-capitalism here in the fast lane, God bless her. I think it's awesome that she's figured out that and she is connected with her fan base and continues to find new ways to deliver the same message that resonates with her fans again and again and again. To me, it all sounds the same, but to them, it's something new, fresh, and exciting. And I also think it's awesome that even though, how do we say this? Taylor Swift's judgment on what constitutes a good male in her life seems to be, uh, I'll say this much, she gets a lot of A++. That would not be an area where she gets an A++. If you have a bunch of breakups and have to keep writing about the breakups and the relationships never last and it's supposedly always the other person's fault, perhaps there is a mirror that Deion Sanders could lend you, Coach Prime, excuse me, and that Taylor Swift could take advantage of. Do you believe in that? Huh? I mean, I don't know if Taylor Swift fans believe that. They're probably saying more to me this message. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. 
That's right. And knowing them, they're probably keeping receipts. I got receipts. Darn right they got Ed, receipts. I have to say, you're you're pretty fearless going after Taylor Swift fans. Uh, you know, it, it's rough because there are a lot of ladies that are cousins of mine or now married into the family. And a lot of them are Swifties. And it, it already has come a bit towards me, but it is only going to pick up. Again, I'll praise where praise is due. Taylor Swift takes care of her band. The idea of giving what hundred thousand dollars, fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars. I'll go with a hundred thousand. I think it's, that's what the thing is. I think it's hundred thousand dollars to every single one of her truck drivers, all fifty of them that are on her tour. I mean, that's substantial. Five million dollars, and granted, she's worth a lot, but it's extremely commendable. You rarely hear of other entertainers that have that type of a giving spirit and truly seem to care about them to give back. So. The Taylor Swift, how she treats her employees and people around her, all of that seems very legitimate and phenomenal. Is her music kind of one and the same and kind of in one ear and out the other for me and it doesn't resonate? Sure. Am I the desired demographic of Taylor Swift? Absolutely not. No way. I'm not the guy you're going after. Let's not kid ourselves here. Sorry to my brother whose wife is a Taylor Swift fan and he's gotten sucked into that. Hey, if that's your thing, go for it. Love my brother to death, but I mean, hey. It's not mine. I don't know if it'll ever be because I've got twin boys. That's kind of all that uh, my wife and I have planned, should we say. Love them to death. If another comes along, it'll be a blessing. So, but so that's you, not wouldn't, the plan. you wouldn't tell your wife that a Taylor Swift song is our song? Uh, no, I would not. I'm guessing that's the case. And here's the thing. As degenerate as I am, Trey, yes, I have been scouring certain foreign sports books who will place these exotic props up there to see if they have any on the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift relationship. And You're looking for some daylight when it comes to that. A darn right I am, Trey. I want to see what the over-under is on them being a couple together next season when it starts. Because if that's an option, I'm hammering the under. I'll be the guy that moves that line. A hundred percent. You want to you want to try to figure out their love story before everyone else does. Hey, you know, I guess I am. And I can tell you that it'll probably end with the JoJo treatment at some point. I know, cheesy pop music that's not Taylor Swift in a Taylor Swift discussion as certain shock jocks in sports media would say, that's blasphemous. But Trey, so, we had so are you maybe expecting uh, Travis Kelsey to have a cruel summer next year? Um, yeah, I mean, I remember that from, you know, what is it? Uh, God, Bahama Mama, I think, is it? Banana Ram? I can't even remember. It was an 80s band that you would hear on Rewind 103.9, Lynchburg's classic hits. And then Ace of Base did their own makeup of that. But... I mean, look, the NFL and Travis Kelsey are benefiting this however this thing ends. Like, that's the sports angle to why the Taylor Swift story is getting as much coverage as it is. Because even if Taylor Swift says that Travis Kelsey's inevitable apology is too little too late, the reality is, is the NFL is going to go all godfather on this. It's not personal, Sonny. It's strictly business. And certainly everybody in the locker room will applaud Travis Kelsey because they'll go more than any O'Brown route of New Jack City. It's always business. Never personal. With that devilish tone. Because see, here's the thing. The NFL's winning. They've got a bunch of 35 and under girls or women who are caring about the NFL and Kansas City Chiefs games. And by the way, 
kudos to the Swifties out there because apparently there's some rules for novice NFL and football fans since Taylor Swift is uh, apparently an item with Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. The fourth rule out of that bunch is no matter how hard Dallas Cowboys fans try to convince you, they are not to be considered America's team and you are not to root for them. I like I that can, one. You know, I, I can, I I can applaud suge- them for that. I, and I have a suggestion for them if they are listening here. Uh, you know, if you're going to go to games in Kansas City, it can get quite chilly, so make sure you wear a cardigan when you go to it. Okay. You know, I, I'll presume that's something Taylor Swift has made popular and wears, so I'll just take your word for it. That's how many I'm at so far. Oh, wow. How, wait, you're at 13. 13. Holy smokes. And all I'm right. naming her song titles, by the way. So, like, you wait, can go back. Wait, that doesn't even include all the lyrics that have other references? Well, I, I decided to go with just just the song titles. Um so like uh, with this, and um, I feel like I'm done. I'm doing pretty good. I might even start repeating some just to get. Um, no, just... you don't get extra credit for repeating. You got to get but, original, creative. Okay, so I can't use bad blood again. No, like, I no, used that no, one no, right. no. We got to get creative, Trey. Diversification of tail. I mean, look, she's got it. Hey. hey, hey, hey. Doc Emmerich once had like 300 to 400 ways of saying things on an NHL broadcast. It's By all way, good. Hold up, hold up. Greatest play-by-play broadcaster of all time is Doc Emmerich, the former NBC hockey guy. If you can pronounce all those foreign names, and with all due respect to folks from Russia and Czechoslovakia, if you can pronounce them as easily as he did and have all the vocabulary with a bunch of adjectives, that makes you better than anybody else in America that's ever done this because it's a lot harder to pronounce those names. So we're holding you to the Doc Emmerich standard, Trey. That's fine. High end. You have to have diversification. I, I, you know what? I, I have, uh, you know, when, when people complain, you know, there's the Dear John columns out there. They can, you know, can put out Dear Trey columns out there complaining about my usage of Taylor Swift references. That's okay. You know, there is a reason why people can make that up. But, I mean, look, the NFL has found a way to tap into an entirely different market through this particular relationship with Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift being an item together in essence when it comes to sports. And uh, let's not kid ourselves either. This will create a major uproar and attention to a franchise, but if there's ever a coach and a quarterback that are as well-equipped as anybody to handle it, it's Kansas City with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. You know me, I'm an Eagles fan. I'm not the crusty old, I can't believe he didn't deliver a Super Bowl. He left that franchise in much better shape in Philly when he was done. laid the foundation. He laid the foundation for what now is a really good team to start. Enjoyed their game last night. Jalen Carter soaring toward NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. Thank you, New Orleans, for that draft pick. Um, And then, of course, having made the Super Bowl last year and won it with Andy Reid guy and Doug Peterson. But he and Mahomes, they can handle these type of distractions. If they can deal with, uh, I mean, sorry, Taylor Swift fans here that I'm going to invoke this, but... It's a different kind of distraction, but Tyreek Hill. They can speak now about it and then move on. Uh, that may be another reference that I don't get. And again, just keep tabs of them. In fact, we're going to hold your count, Trey, because we're going to get back to this a little bit later in the fast lane. There's data that's out there. You've probably seen some of this by now about how much Taylor Swift has impacted the NFL and Travis Kelsey in a couple of different ways. I mean, this this is working out to be a great thing for the NFL. You could say it's... You know, one of their wildest dreams to have Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift together and all this promotion for the NFL. Just the phrase wildest dreams and how it seems to go with romance and what girls at the age of 15, 16, 17, 18, or heck, 33 or 35 are dreaming up. I'm going to presume that that's my, another reference. I'm getting cl- my goal is my goal is 20 and I'm 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 getting there. Your goal is 20. Actually, you know what? My goal is 22. Can that be by the end of the show? 
Because we're going to pivot. I might get moment. it by this segment. <laughs> you might, even as we get ready to pivot into the fast five at five-ish and get into the weeds. I can figure out how to, how, to, how to sneak these in here. All right. So anyway, in the sake of fun, we're going to get into the weeds on Liberty Flames football after Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com because he has seen both home games and will be there next Thursday for the Sam now, Houston State Liberty game. I was going to say... It would be an elite level if I can somehow ask Ben a question about it by using a Taylor Swift reference. I mean, if you can pull that off, it would be fantastic. If he gets it, God bless him, uh, I, I would be even more impressed if he can pull that off. But uh, clearly, I- I've gotten some of them just by virtue of you know how it, it makes sense, but I-, I have missed on a number of Trey's Taylor Swift references. But we're bringing it up because she is the talk of the NFL, and they are benefiting from it. And there is a an economic side to this of why it's being discussed in every way, shape, or form that's out there. Again, I'm not a Swifty. The songs to me all sound the same, but I'm not the target demographic. And if I'm the NFL, I'm loving every minute of this. Maybe that's a Taylor Swift reference that I just don't know. Maybe it is not. But the NFL is enjoying this. Travis Kelsey, regardless of how this ends, he will (laughs) make out very well in this in a number of different I, ways. I will say we're not out of the woods yet when it comes to Taylor Swift references and Taylor Swift and, and this this relationship. By the way, I'm going to just take a stab at this that I'm guessing that you and Brian Nolan of FrenchStretch.com, isn't he a Taylor Swift fan if I'm well, not he's mistaken? A, he's a big Swifty, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't even know what to say. So I guess I guess there is a demographic after all that uh, that fits this. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying I'm cheating a little bit by just like looking at her song titles, but I think I, I, I don't think that's really cheating because the fact is I have to figure out a way to like perfectly se- seamlessly fit them into this conversation. I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job. Dude, there's no way I would get in nearly as many as you figured out unless I use the benefit of looking up How many songs. do you think I've done? Well, you already know. You I are... followed it 13. I know you dropped a couple of others. Okay. We're going to see how my line guessing is. It's going to be better than what the results are when we keep our seats around yeah. 550 today. That was an epic disaster this weekend. So Cause... keep making fun of me throughout the show today. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with 18. Correct. Yeah. Woo. Back Man. to the winning ways. Yeah, now there you watch go. it all come crashing down this uh, weekend. You know what? You need some good karma and that might be it. Uh, you know, I, I absolutely do. Maybe you ticked yours up to 19, by the way, with the good karma reference. I do not know. We will wait on that in just a little bit. If you want good karma, though, when it comes to shopping, InsaneRadioDeals.com wants to give you good karma because you can have those vibes that feel so good, whether you're running the Star City App Marathon in 10K with our great deals at InsaneRadioDeals.com or you just need to get in shape. Crosswide Athletic Club, individual couple and family memberships. Because when you buy either one of those, any of the Crosswide Athletic Club memberships or the Salem Half Marathon, excuse me, the Star City Half Marathon and 10K coming up in November, you'll get a $50 gift card to Fleet Feet Roanoke at InsaneRadioDeals.com. Those deals are not a hoax and they just hits different. You know, I don't know if that was one or two, but I gather that was another Taylor Swift reference. We will get to more of them, I'm sure, at some point in the Fast Five at Five-ish. It's time for the Fast Five at Five-ish. Five fast-paced, quick-witted things you need to know right now. Number five. Speaking of the NFL and their ever-loving quest to gather as many... Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. As possible. By the way... I'm going to just beat my chest that we managed to weave in a Kenny Powers reference into a segment about Taylor Swift because, I mean, nothing says Taylor Swift quite like Kenny Powers, although based on her selection of guys, seems like that might be about the route that she's gone. 
Anyway, as the NFL prepares to play their three London games over the next three Sundays, including the first one this coming Sunday at 9 a.m. on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, Atlanta at, in air quotes, Jacksonville, the league is already preparing to play future international games in Spain and Brazil. This isn't just according to Sports Business Journal. This is according to their discussions with NFL Executive Vice President Peter O'Reilly. Raise your hand if you're shocked. The NFL's already done the deal where they used to play a Buffalo Bills game up in Toronto. And a little surprised they haven't gone back that way, although Canadian football is a, a, a fairly big deal, even though the dimensions of the field are drastically different from the NFL. They've ventured into Mexico outside of the COVID year, and they've taken a pause on that temporarily because that stadium down there, Estadio Azteca, is under some kind of construction and renovation for the World Cup for the World Cup in 2028, I believe. Is that the World Cup that's Six. coming? 2020. Thank you. 2026. It's supposed to be ready by 2024 or 2025. So they've got a blueprint of going south of the border. Brazil's just a little bit further south. And then Spain. It's just another European continent in the NFL's eyes because it's another path to a different fan base that's out there. And people laughed at the idea of it going to Germany. They laughed at the idea of going to England. But the NFL has found a way to not only monetize it, but build a bigger base of loyal fans, i.e. customers, across the pond. Number four. According to Adam Stern of the aforementioned Sports Business Journal, the new North Carolina state budget allocating $4 million dollars to Speedway Motorsports Incorporated for bringing NASCAR back to North Wilkesboro. SMI is also committed to having two NASCAR events the following season at the venue. There is speculation the track will host the All-Star Race again in 2024. Plus, they obviously have the races at the Charlotte Roval. That's next weekend, although it may go from the Roval back to the traditional Charlotte track. And of course, the Coke 600 Memorial Day weekend. Uh, It speaks strongly, though, to the fact that the North Wilkesboro race made a good impression economically on the region, made a good economic impression on the North Carolina legislature, as well as Wilkes County. And as someone who likes old school NASCAR, even though the current car doesn't necessarily jive with that track, I applaud the level of commitment that is coming, even though I have always had reservations about public funds going to private sports business properties and institutions number three file this in the and call me cynical on this one trey but the does it matter that much virginia tech indicating that quarterback grant wells could return as a starter for this week's game against Pitt, a six o'clock airtime on the cbs sports radio lynchburg app this coming saturday as well as vtr in southside 1063 i think this is to make Pitt game plan for grant wells and kyron drones who has not been that prolific But the reality is, is Virginia Tech's offensive line is, um, we'll be diplomatic here, they get an in for needs improvement. If you're going with a quarterback option out of the two, the quarterback that can pass but needs protection and things to work well around them like a running game doesn't work with an offensive line that has not run blocked very well and isn't good in pass protection. Um, It's more the offense is flawed and the guy that can mask that as best as possible is likely Kyron Drones, but ultimately this uh, is somewhat putting lipstick on a proverbial pig. Yeah, Drones has been the better man uh, so far this season, so I, I think Hokie fans need to breathe, and uh, I, I, my guess is Drones will get the start. It, it, the offense hasn't looked great all year, 
but it, it has looked better, as I mentioned, with drones. So uh, I, I'm I'm leaning towards drones still getting the start because I feel like if Wells was healthy enough and they wanted him to be the starter, they would just say it. They, I mean, inevitably, that's probably the case. And this is just a make the opponent game plan. By the way, I think you may have snuck one or two references in there, but I don't know if two is there because Better Man to me is a Pearl Jam reference, nothing to do with Taylor Swift. And sorry, Swifties, if it is a Taylor Swift reference, please forgive my ignorance and I'll answer yes to this Three Stooges question. Are you that dumb? When it comes to Taylor Swift comments, absolutely. Number two. UVA coach Tony Musket. Tony Elliott saying he expects quarterback Tony Musket to start at Boston College this coming Saturday. It is his policy, flawed as it might be to some, that you do not lose your job to injury at UVA. Musket missing three games with the left shoulder injury, and obviously uh, Virginia has played um, Anthony Calandria in all three of those. Clearly, Calandria has shown areas where he needs to improve, like the YOLO balls. I'm not talking about the deep shots. I'm talking the Brett Farvey and like throws into double or triple coverage that are low percentage throws, but people love them because it's a gunslinger throw, even though it's ill-advised and kind of stupid. Uh, that's got to get cut out of the Tony, uh, excuse me, the Anthony Calandria type game. Tony Calandria. Tony Musket will get the start. Um, again, it's the same principle. Do I trust the coaching staff to be able to overcome that? Actually, schematically, I think Virginia can do that. It's more the game management things that they have struggled with mightily and where I have a much bigger level of concern, ironically, when it comes to Virginia. Also, by the way, defensive lineman Cam Butler out indefinitely with a pectoral issue, not with a shoulder injury. And number one on the Fast Five at Five-ish. Just a little bit of insight and perspective, but Sammy Smith, and I'm familiar with him because he ran some with Nelson Motorsports back in the late model races before he got the ride with Joe Gibbs Racing in the Xfinity Series this year. He's leaving Joe Gibbs Racing to go to JR Motorsports in 2024. Um, Good for JR Motorsports. He's a real talented up-and-coming driver. Started off with the win at Phoenix, it was, earlier this year in the Xfinity Series. He's actually been more hit or miss this year than in prior years, but he's going to take over at uh, JR Motorsports in the 7 car next year for Josh Barry. Excuse me, the 8 car next year uh, for Josh Barry, which is, this is a really good move for JR Motorsports. They've got Allgaier coming back. Brandon Jones' status has been in a bit in doubt. And Trey's guy, Sam Mayer, has been really good. I love this for Sammy Smith because he goes from one type flight organization to the other that is the dominant one in Xfinity Series. Um, I'm a little surprised he's left Toyota, but I'm not shocked. I'm a little surprised because... He was a Joe Gibbs Racing pipeline guy with their resources in partnership with Nelson Motorsports, but I'm not shocked because Nelson Motorsports also runs Chevrolets, and so there is a relationship there, and it's not a move that is out of the Nelson Motorsports stable, even though obviously Sammy Smith has spread his wings a little bit further from that, and I love it for Joe Gibbs Racing in this sense. It's probably going to open the door up for an opportunity for a guy like Ryan Truex, who's never really gotten that full opportunity in the Xfinity Series, to now have an opportunity to run in one of those rides or a Trevor Bain who ran the five race schedule this past season for Joe Gibbs Racing. I like that because it's guys that are, are still good quality drivers and at least could show something and have quality runs in the Xfinity Series. I, I will add that obviously Mike Lynette who used to drive uh, for, for JRM for many years had you know has had a timeless relationship with Pilot Flying J and TMC who now sponsor Sammy Smith and obviously Sammy Smith built a relationship with JRM when when Michael Annette was there so uh, you, you definitely could see kind of the connections um, throughout so uh, you, you have to give you know you, you kind of could see it coming uh, a little surprising by this but uh, I think it's a really good move for, for Sammy uh, it, it's just it's kind of shocking to see another TRD driver leave the TRD staple once again 
probably going to see more or hear more about this in the Front Stretch Happy Hour podcast this evening or tomorrow whenever you hear it. Or bringing the heat with Brian Nolan in a couple of days. And there is your Fast Five at Five-ish. All right, Trey, we're overdue for Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com talking high school football. How many references did you cover in this segment? How many am I at? 24. 20, oh, wow. Okay, you over you exceeded your total. That is impressive, Trey, I must say. So we're going to end on a high note. I don't even know if that has anything to do with Taylor Swift or not. But I'm going to end on a high note and say... We'll come back next with Ben Cates of newsadvance.com talking high school football at basically the midpoint of district play.